We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Unlock me! Unlock me! I'm not going to swear, okay? You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi. Hope you're all doing well. Bears Monday continues right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. We can't put the word victory in there now, can we? I'm Mark Rohde here with you until about 630 when we will bring you Monday Night Football right here on the score. It is 4-1 Buffalo at 3-2 Tennessee. So that's what's going down here on the score tonight. You are welcome in. Yeah, it's a short show, but I encourage you to call me at 312-644-6767. That is the number to call or to text. Again, 312-644-6767. If you do decide to pick up the phone and call, the man to whom you will speak is the one and only Brandon Fryer back in our downtown Chicago studios producing this here show. I'm also on Twitter if you want to interact there. At Mark Rody Sports is the way to do it. I'm on Instagram. We can hang out. I'm on Facebook as well. And again, 312-644-6767. And I do have a really easy, quick question I want to throw out to you, and I will answer my question right away. The question that I want to ask you is, what was the most discouraging thing about the Bears' 24-14 loss to the Green Bay Packers yesterday. So there there are myriad of things that one could choose from in the things that did go wrong yesterday, right up to and including the drive and the subsequent touchdown of six yards and then the Aaron Rodgers antics in the in near the south end zone uh, where I was standing right next to Aaron Rodgers and his dancing friends and <laughs> seeing the very angry, angry Bears friends. But um, to me, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, being there on the sidelines and watch, feeling this game from that perspective yesterday. The most discouraging thing to me is that the Bears had real chances to win this game. Aaron Rodgers is great. I just told you, he had the game-winning touchdown run after the game-winning touchdown drive. He is the best player on the field. Nobody can dispute that. But he beat you. He did not dominate you. Aaron Rodgers did not do a number on the Bears yesterday. Let me go through some of the the team comparisons from yesterday in terms of of numbers and the way it went. It always feels like when Aaron Rodgers makes those big throws and the big runs that it feels like you just got hit over the head by Aaron Rodgers and he just completely dominated you. The Bears Time of possession yesterday, 27 minutes and 43 seconds. Green Bay, 32-17. So Green Bay, a smidge better, but nothing crazy, even though that third-quarter drive took up, what, seven minutes of time by Aaron Rodgers. Total yards in the game yesterday. Green Bay, 323 
and the Bears 277. As far as passing goes, Aaron Rodgers did not dominate you. 169 yards to Justin Fields' 137. As far as rushing is concerned, the Bears had 140. The Packers had 154. And I will stop right there for a moment. I've been saying this, really, since after the 2018 season, and I may as well get used to it, and you may as well as well, because it is just jarring that the Bears' defense, considering the talent that they have up front on that defensive line, and even at the second level, and guys like Roquan Smith and, in the past, Danny Trevathan, who was there, obviously, and playing, and Alec Ogletree, like, that, that stopping the run... Considering all that talent up front, that should be something the Bears do. And you did have, for a good chunk of that game, you did have Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks out there and Mario Edwards doing his thing and some bad things for sure. Bilal Nichols. Um, you know, again, the pressure was good from Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. But I'm talking about the big boys up front. And they, they were allowing Green Bay to just break on through. So... I, even though those numbers are pretty even, 154 to 140, just another stunning thing that the you know it, for those of us who are watching these games very closely, and I know you guys are, you have to feel that way as well. So that 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 category right there, I will circle and say that was a very discouraging thing in the game as well. But moving on with some of the the, the comparison between the two teams, first downs yesterday, Green Bay. 22 to the Bears, 21. Bet you didn't think that was coming. Third downs, Green Bay, just 2 of 8. Bears, 4 of 11. Fourth downs, the Packers converted their only fourth down attempt, and the Bears were were 1 for 2 in that regard. And then just, just finishing it out. I'm not going to do this the whole 24 minutes I have here. But penalty-wise, Green Bay 3 for 51 yards. The Bears 7 for 54 yards. Sacks. The Bears had 4 of them, 37 yards lost by Green Bay. Packers had 3 sacks for 26. Uh, neither team lost a fumble. Um, Justin Fields had the only interception on the day. And um, punt-wise, the hey, man, I mean, even look at that. The Bears had four of them. The Green Bay Packers had three of them. They didn't dominate you, and you don't have many chances in this era to beat the Packers. That was an opportunity to do it, and because they didn't, things, again, the trajectory completely changes where you could have been four and two and atop the piece of the division with Green Bay, who would have been four and two, but no, the Bears are 500 at three and three, while Green Bay moves on to five and one. And I, I don't think the Packers look that organized yet, but they will. They will by the time the Bears play them again down the road. Um, they're probably going to be a much of it. As a matter of fact, December 12th. That is a Sunday night game. Let's see if if it is of of consequence. Um, and and the Bears, you know, the the early lead was nice, seven nothing lead. Um, fourth quarter, it's a 17-14 game with 8.44 to go after the Darnell Mooney touchdown. There was always hope, and it just felt like, considering you were the home team, the Bears should have won this game. And, you know, there were, there were some large breakdowns end of the first half that was a disaster, um, no doubt about it. And like I told you, some of the jarring things 
on defense. But that brings me to a reminder. And maybe this is a reminder for me and certainly for Bears fans that when Matt Nagy got up at the lectern and the podium at Hallis Hall and said, we are turning this season over to Justin Fields, that that meant that the season is, yeah, they want to win. And everybody in that organization wanted to beat the Packers yesterday, and everybody in that organization will want to beat Tampa Bay next week. But it is a reminder that this here Bears season, the 2021 Bears season, is all about Justin Fields. And you know it, I know it, and and that is simply the truth, and that is where we zero in. Justin Fields yesterday... 16 of 27, 174 yards, a touchdown, and and a pick. He Again, he was just okay yesterday. And we had a chance not only to talk to Matt Nagy today, but we also spoke to the to some of the assistants on the Bears. And the guy that I actually had a chance to sit down one-on-one with for a little while was the Bears. Now they call him the Bears passing coordinator. He is John Filippo. And let's let's listen to because we're all looking for signs of progress and what Justin Fields does well. I left the question on here for full context. I believe that in this case, this is not part of my one-on-one. I believe in this case, this is Mark Potash asking the question. But let's take a listen to John D. Filippo. Over these four starts that he's had, what is the one area of progress that you've seen that is the best indicator that no matter how long it takes, he eventually will make it? I think his second and third level throws. I think when you cut that post loose yesterday and saw that with the safety cheating over towards the left hash, that was a real, real play. I think his second and third level progressions have, have gotten better and better each week. So that, that's, to me, is number one thing that sticks out. Yeah, DiFilippo said that in terms of the progressions. Matt Nagy said that as well as the progressions. And I will say, as much coach speak as there is that exists, and sometimes we all have to filter through it, those are real things, man. Th- those are... Those are good things, and it's it's not every rookie quarterback that has that capability. And we're not going to turn this season into let's comp him to Mitchell Trubisky, but we all know how long it took him. Did he ever even get there to where he was not just staring down a receiver and going through progressions and things like that? seemed like Trubisky had other things on his mind. But it should be heartening to Bears fans to know that he is capable or that he is doing that now, not always to success, but he is doing that and seeing more of the field, not all of the field. He did miss Allen Robinson a couple times yesterday, but he is seeing more of it. And there is more composure to more trust in himself, more trust in the offensive line. And, and all of that is, is a big deal. Three, one, two, six, 44, 67, 67. I promised you that I would get to some of your calls. So let me not renege on my promise. We start with Doug in Iowa. Hi, Doug. You're on the score. Hey Mark. Hey um Hi, Doug. I just want I just wanted to come across with a little bit different approach. I was uh than what I've been hearing today on your station. I was actually pretty encouraged. I uh last week I think uh uh Fields had hundred and eleven yards passing. So I just kinda of thought, okay, it's time we get more than that. So I thought, well, if we get near two hundred to me, I'd be pleased, and I thought 
rushing. If we can get somewhere near 100 um, for Herbert, I said I'd be pleased. And we came pretty close. I, I kind of thought, you know, to be honest, I didn't expect him to win, not against, you know, I mean, let's face it. I, no, I, Doug, you're, you're right. I mean, I actually did pick the Bears to win this game. I just thought this was the right time to get Green Bay while they are still in the process of tightening up their entire product. And the Bears had a little bit of momentum. I thought that, and, and this was the loudest I've heard Soldier Field this year for whatever it's worth from the sideline perspective like i thought there, there was a lot of those things like I, I know, green bay is better like that's what i said going into this game but i thought the bears were going to win this game obviously i was wrong and then it just sort of popped in my head a little while ago that yeah as discouraging as it is and that's my that is the most discouraging part is that i thought the bears had a real chance to win when we really break down the game but this season is about the guy who wears Number one, Justin Fields. And it kind of always has been, but that reminder needs to be reiterated. And well, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, there it is. Josh in Wisconsin, you're on the score. Hi, Josh. Hey, Mark. Um, I actually wanted to thank you for the points that you're making right now. Like, I was sitting there with my friends watching the game. Everybody was discouraged at the end. And yeah, you know, it sucks we lost. And I hate to admit it. Packers have always been the measuring stick for our success. You see how that is. But um, looking at it with the positivity and, like, kind of seeing where we can go from there, I just, I don't know. I feel good about it. So, so much for your points. All right, Josh. Yeah, and I, I kind of hate that we're at a point where it's, well, we're getting closer. The Bears almost, hey, they deflected a pass by Aaron Rodgers. Last year, Kendall Vildor almost had an interception. In 2018, Kyle Fuller almost intercepted Aaron Rodgers. And if he had, they win that opening game at Lambeau Field to, to kick off the entire Matt Nagy era. You know, that's where we are. And you're damn right that they're a measuring stick, but they're a measuring stick that's been hitting you over the head for, for 15 years on on his watch and then the 15 previous years on Brett Favre's watch. But that's another completely different story. A, a texter from the 708. Green Bay's beat-up offensive line ran the ball down our throats for almost 200 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I said at the beginning. And I, I can't. I'm sorry. I should because you guys have heard me complain about this a lot, a lot. I cannot get used to the Bears defense allowing big chunks and big plays in the running game. I get it. Like a team can wear you down after a while. But where, where's the big tackles for loss? Where's the big stops? Where's the big fist pump in the middle of the field? You're just, you're just not getting those. And I'm sorry, but I expect that from from the Bears defense. Another cut I want you to hear comes from from Matt Nagy. And look, it, it, as with this game and next week's game when the Bears are at Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady, the the trick is and has been even in the wins over Detroit and and the Raiders, you when you go up against an explosive offense, you're going to be in trouble with your the Bears conservative offense because you've got to put points on the board. The Bears are not doing that. 14 points will not beat most teams in the NFL. And here is Matt Nagy talking about that very topic today. 
for us, we understand we got to score more points. Every opportunity we get now, when you're looking at it, is it the amount of possessions that you have in a game? Is it are you getting takeaways on defense to flip the field and have a short field? What's your identity? Are, are you the, the explosives to me right now are what what signifies the big plays, which you can get more possessions through explosives. You're not driving the ball on ten play drives all the time. You know, yesterday we were two for two in the red zone, so that that was an emphasis for us was be effective against that defense in the red zone. You know, when you look at this, I, I really believe that for our team in general, big picture. We need to work together in all three phases. That's going to be important. If we do that and defensively we get three and outs, defensively we get turnovers. Offensively, when you get a turnover or three and outs, you're getting touchdowns. You know, not every game is going to be 40 to 40, but we can score more and it's going to be complimentary. Yeah, see, now, now what I got out of that, maybe you heard like coach speak and Nagy stating the obvious, like maybe you boiled it down to, oh, yes, all phases need to help the Bears to win games. No, you know what I heard? I heard a coach wanting the Bears to get back to 2018. <laughs> when the Bears got all of their wins that year, into the playoffs, right down to a Cody Parkey kick. Why? Because they had a dominant defense. Had they had an average defense that year, the Bears have, what, they're an eight-win team maybe? Maybe not even. Maybe they're under 500 that year. There was a lot of problems with the Bears' offense, even in 2018, even with some of the fun stuff that they did that year. They had very little semblance of a running game. We remember that. They, you know, that was the one year where, you know, tr- they got something out of Trey Burton, but certainly not what they thought they were going to get out of him. It was the Allen Robinson identity, you know, and now they have changed that identity. And now it sounds like Matt Nagy would like to, like the Bears to kind of get, hey, hey, we, there's only so much we can do right now with a rookie quarterback. He, he, let's face it, Justin Fields right now, and the ceiling is high for him. But he's got a long way to go in terms of developing and figuring it out in a lot of different ways. So in the meantime, we've already seen what the offensive identity is now attempting. To, and, and, you know, they have been successful. They, 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 the Bears have been able to put in a sixth-round rookie in Khalil Herbert, and he has looked really good the last couple of weeks. But now you're in a situation where... If you want to win games, if that's your thing, if that if that's what you are rooting for, if you are a fan, and of course within the organization they want victories, that's Matt Nagy saying, we need three and outs, we need turnovers badly, we need to take advantage of mistakes, because at this point, especially against good teams like Green Bay, and when the Bears are at Tampa Bay, you're not going to beat teams head-to-head or in traditional ways. Something special has to happen for the Bears to beat these these good teams. So that to, that's what I heard. That was that, that was the call that I, I heard in in my head when Matt Nagy was talking about that. Like, look, if, if we, yes, we're going to develop this kid. This kid's going to be great someday, but he's not right now. So we need all hands on deck to to get this thing going in the right direction. 312-644-6767. Just a few more minutes here on the show. Um one other thing from from Matt Nagy is was the play in the first half the what should have been a a, a flag the free play 
that Justin Fields had where he, where he heaves it into the end zone. Allen Robinson pulls up short and faded off to the, to the left side. Forget about the penalty. And it was a good question that was asked today in regards to that. Even though, you know, of course, Fields should have looked for the flag, but per Nagy, the, 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 the work, the transaction on that play could have actually been better. Here's Nagy again. There's a method to that procedure, to that play, right, within the play, without getting too specific. As that happened, and when we snapped the ball, thinking it was a free play, you see Justin then scramble out to the right, and A-Rob is running on his route and thinks it's a, it turns into a scramble to the right. So just as he's going to throw the ball, A-Rob runs to the right and loses vision just as he does it. So they were, we were, he thought that A-Rob was going to be there at that spot, and they were just off because of the, the scramble mode that we got into. I think we all in this room have seen it done by, by them where you don't just get an offsides, but you get a free play, a touchdown, a pass interference, et cetera. We have that in our repertoire. We practiced it last week on Wednesday and Thursday. We practiced it. You think he was offsides? Um, no comment. Yeah, I mean, it, as it, we all know that it was a penalty. Yeah, bad, bad officiating in general yesterday, but no, I, that, that was not – that play was not my number one takeaway. It's very interesting. I thought that explanation was interesting, and I thought, you know, that it, yeah, it was just like everybody on the sideline, like, where's the flag? And I get what Justin Fields is trying to do, but they did not connect it, those two, Justin Fields and Allen Robinson. Robinson, you know, you saw it. He, he was not even in the end zone. He was probably about the three or four-yard line, and then it happened again on the on the – what was initially ruled an Adrian Amos interception, that again, that again was Allen Robinson in the vicinity, and that was again the scramble rule. And it's funny because I remember talking to Tom Thayer when, essentially when they drafted Justin Fields, that you got to be ready for that now. Like that's the offensive lineman. Like once, once he starts using his athleticism in earnest, Justin Fields, which he really hasn't done a ton, it's a different game for offensive linemen. It's a different game for receivers. They all got to like that, like Matt Nagy saying that they practice that play. They got to practice those plays a lot. Scramble drills because you know that eventually that's what you're going to want to see out of Justin Fields is some of the improv and using his feet and being more elusive and using the athleticism, which puts everybody on alert in a good way. But it takes time. It's not just it's not like you know you and I when we played football in high school, you know out in out in the playgrounds where everybody's just you go this way, you go that way, and you find the guy that's open. There's a little bit more of a science to it, is and I think that's what I was trying to bring you with with Matt Nagy right there um this is a good question from the 262 um text message whose brainchild was it to not have Tonga that'd be Kyrus Tonga Bears rookie active for this game with Hicks still nursing a groin injury it does get down to a numbers game with the, the defensive lineman but yeah that that surprised me. I mean, when we were, when I was waiting for the text for the actives and inactives and just down on the sideline before the game and just monitoring guys, I was like, okay, Allen Robinson looks good. I'm guessing Hicks is going to give it a go, Khalil Hicks too. And then Tonga inactive. And I asked a, a, a coach down on the field, is, is he hurt? He said, nope, just inactive. So, yeah. And then Akeem Hicks came to the sideline after he had that sack and you saw him hurting if you watched the game and I saw him slam his helmet down 
that's a frustrated guy because he wants in badly. We'll see if he's in next week. That's all the time I have. Thanks to Brandon Fryer for producing this show. Monday Night Football is coming up next. Buffalo at Tennessee. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep the interaction going, again, I'm on Twitter at Mark Grody Sports. Hope you guys have a great night. I'm sure I will talk to you tomorrow from Hallis Hall right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.